Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and it's great to be back on the Gambler Betting Podcast once again. It's been a few weeks since we've had a podcast, so it's great to welcome back Greg. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good to be back, thank you. Very well. Good. And David, all the way from Norway, how's things? Yep, going going well, thank you. And you're not long back, in fact, hours back from a wee break yourself. Yeah, I've been in uh, New York. Uh, my wife was, she was actually doing the Brooklyn Comic Con, uh, part of her own wee work. And uh, yeah, I took a wee holiday with her and we saw the sights, first time in New York. So that was very, very nice indeed. But yeah, I've missed, missed the football. It feels like a while since there was a, a league game in Norway. It does feel like a while. And Greg, you managed to squeeze a wee holiday in as well, eh? Yeah, my budget can only stretch to Malaga, <laughs> New York for me, unfortunately. Um, but you know, it was good, uh, four days in the sun in Malaga, and I got the pleasure of watching Scotland lose against Ukraine. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about that, but uh, not a bad uh, international break from Norway. David, how's things gone down over there? Yeah, really well. Two two beatings of Sweden, obviously, a big rivalry. and Yeah, to go to Sweden and win, two goals from Holland, and then to play them again a week later and beat them again. Another two goals from Holland. Uh, yeah, obviously it's the Nations League and nobody really cares about it just now, but um, still nice to beat beat your local rivals um, twice in a week. And yeah. Holland getting get himself ready to score about 50 goals for Man City. <laughs> yeah, what's the reaction been over there in terms of his move to Man City? Yeah, I think really excited to, to see him, obviously, following his dad's footsteps, playing mm-hmm. for Man City. Um, you've, probably, you've probably seen the picture of him sitting in his Man City top when he's a kid. Yeah. Um, Although yeah, I, have I, seen him, just... I have seen one of them in an Arsenal top as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah, a pinch yeah. of salt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's a great move for him, obviously, financially. And um, I can see him scoring a lot of goals <laughs> for them next year. <laughs> uh, he just, just looks like an elite striker. It's now 20 and 21 games, I think, for Norway, which is some record at international level. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be too long uh, before he becomes the all-time all-time record holder. I actually don't know what, what that is, but uh, it's going to be, yeah, 33 goals. 33 goals, that. and that was in the 30s, Jürgen Juve. Uh, so 33 goals to beat, he's only 13 behind it, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he'll manage that no bother. Yeah, so they're sitting top of their Nations League group and sitting pretty away after the four games, aren't they? Three wins and a... Uh, was it a draw? Yeah, they yeah, do. They well. Yeah, Slovenia. Yeah, yeah. Slovenia, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, looking, looking good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think these sort of Nations League games have come at the wrong time, haven't they? Nobody's, nobody looks up for it at all, but... Um, yeah, it's good to win win games, especially when they've not got the World Cup to look forward to. Yeah, which is a real pity, really, because uh, it'd be great to see just how what an impact that Holland could have made at the World Cup. Yeah, they just need to. They need to. They've not been at a major tournament for for a while now, so uh, they need to get their yeah, act together and get going. We know how that feels, don't we, Greg? We do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not quite so good at an international break for punters, Greg. It was pretty tough, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I think as David said, the Nations League was just a shambles, really. If you think about the results, there must have been a million games across the two weeks. <laughs> um, I've never seen anything like it. France didn't win a single match. They can get right in the bin, France. I think they drew two and lost two, possibly. Uh, England obviously got humiliated twice by Hungary. Um, really, really tough. Thankfully, though, we had some lower league Norwegian Division 2 and Division 3 group football to keep us interested. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of kept us ticking over nicely uh, as we approached the middle of June. Yeah, we'll maybe dig into that a wee bit further into the podcast. But um, yeah, we've got one or two favourite teams in there already, haven't we? Yeah, there's quite a few teams in Division 2. We were asking David for some... <laughs> I was setting you up for some pronunciations there, Greg. Come on. <laughs> I forgot it. Ushisa. Hey. Uh, that, they were in the Obis League in last... That was fine, that was fine. <laughs> they were in the last season, but they've been absolutely flying at the moment for us. I think they've landed five separate bets for us over the last two weeks. So definitely keep an eye out for them. So not only now do we have the Elite Syrian and the Obis League to focus on, but we're now well drilled in the plethora of goals on offer yeah. within leagues two and three. So, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I think as David was saying, uh, there's some gold in there if you can find it. But the real problem, David, is some of these second teams that the big clubs have got in the lower leagues. And it's just trying to keep an eye and have that knowledge, I suppose, of the team news. Yeah, it is difficult. I mean, you can you can get them. And um Quite, there's a there's a website over here that's really good for putting out team news at least an hour before kickoff. Um, even for these sort of lower league games, um, you can get team news before the kickoff. So that's obviously something to keep an eye on. I can uh, give you a wee give you a wee link to that. It's obviously all in Norwegian, but you can read names, so that's that's possible. And uh, yeah. even in Norwegian, even me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. If I can say just for people to keep an eye out on your Twitter feed, if you can put a wee link to that, that'd be great. People can have a look at that. Yeah. See what they yeah. can make of that themselves. I just think um, these things, teams are, are they're difficult to predict. Sometimes they, they win like 4-5-0 and then the, the next week they could be losing the same. So yeah, need to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, so it has been two, three weeks since we recorded the podcast. Obviously, there's been no top flight or obviously league in games. Uh, so, David, probably a good place to start is a wee recap on where we're at in terms of elite season. Uh, obviously, we've got Lidstrom at top. They're a couple of points ahead of Molda. I suppose the big surprise is that champions, Bodo Glimt, are, are struggling <laughs> so far. <laughs> They're eighth in the table. Uh, and Viking have kind of lost their way a wee bit after an excellent start to the season. They were the early leaders, but they've kind of slipped down the table a wee bit they're sitting in third uh, at the bottom of the table Christiansen they're the only team without a win so far having said that they've only played seven but they're just sitting with one point at the moment um, anything else anything I've missed um, nah not really to be honest um, Lillestrom I think uh, they are at the top obviously but I, I just got that feeling that they're not there for the long term, I, I just I think that they're sneaking games that they don't deserve to, and it's a lot of set piece goals. So, uh, interesting to see how they, how they go on uh, in the summer. Molde, um have won five in a row, looking really good. They've got a lot of injury problems, and it's kind of been a, a bit of an issue for them. It's been an issue for Glint as well, some injuries. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how these next this next third plays out because I think we might see. Uh, I think we might see Lillestrøm just 
they've they've not lost yet, but I can see them losing mm-hmm. uh, a couple of games in the coming up. Um, Christensen, as you say, they look shocking. I think the six to four David on Molda to win the league looks pretty decent, to be fair, because ultimately you're expecting some clubs to drop off. Bode Glimt are obviously what nine points behind Molda now, so that's a lot of points. Yeah. For the two teams you'd expect them to go challenging for the league. So I don't think it's six to four. It's a bit of short at six to four, but I don't think it's the worst of prices. Certainly could not be back in five to two on Bora Glimp to win the league at five to two. Ah, absolutely not. No. That's uh, just, it should be four or five to one now. Yeah, yeah, they should be. And and they have struggled to break teams down this year. Um they've lost more goals than they should or they had been last year. Um, I think they've, they've Sol Backen's been injured. They've missed him quite a lot, I think, and they've just not had a regular goal scorer um, up front, which is something they had the last two years um, in that striker position. It's been a, it looks like it's been a bit of an issue this year. Stones Godset as well worth mentioning as well. They've, they've been flying recently, and I know you're going to speak about them as well, David, as the podcast moves on. But they've had a really good six-seven matches run. Uh, so really good. Time. Yeah, probably the form team in the league at the moment, you'd have to say, behind uh, Molda. So, uh, very interesting to see how they fare over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. and I think with Strom's Godset, um, do, you want, do you want to move on to them now? Bob? Yeah, I, I was just going to touch on the fact that obviously we've had that two, three week break now, and Greg and I were speaking earlier just about how this makes it quite a difficult weekend to punt on the leagues because you've had that break you're not sure quite how teams are going to come back. You know, you look at like Sabodo Gleam to ah, the break probably came at a good time for them, you know, with some injuries, maybe helped them clear up Molda, maybe the same. And then you've got teams like Leilstrom who are flying and it probably came at the wrong time for them. So it's really difficult to then jump in and say, well, Leilstrom have won, you know, undefeated this season. So, you know, you fancy the chances to beat Rosenberg this weekend, but that might not be the case. Yeah, and Rosenborg, to be fair to them, I went and watched them um, against Haugesund. And they were shocking in the first half, made some changes at half-time, and they played a lot better second half, got a draw out of that, went to Vollering at the game after that and beat them 4-0. So um, I think it's going to be a tough game for Lillison this weekend against the Rosenborg, who uh, maybe turned the corner a little bit in terms of maybe playing a little bit more attacking football and becoming a bit more of a threat. Mm-hmm. And they, they themselves have only lost once this season. I suppose it depends if you're a, a glass half full or a glass half empty. Yeah. <laughs> they've only lost once, but they've only won three as well. Too many draws, yeah. I, I guess, for them. It's five so far. Um, we'll come back to that that game uh, very briefly. But yeah, let's kick off with, with Saturday's games. And the one that jumped out across the whole weekend for me was Strum Squad Sets Price this weekend. Um, I think they're as big as I've seen them at 16 to 5. Uh, they're unbeaten in all competitions since 7. And within that run, they've drawn with Bodo and they beat Viking when Viking were flying. Uh, they also won 5 0 against uh, Sapsport the last time they met. Uh, it just looks like quite a big price away from home this weekend. Yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, Sapsport themselves haven't been in great form. Yeah. Uh, they, they hammered Yerv 5 uh, 0 last time, but um, that's that. But we asked beside Yerv because that can happen. Uh, they lost all the soon, lost to Molden, lost to Lillestrøm. The three games before that, um, some Scots have been in excellent form, and as you say, the fixtures have been really tough. They beat yeah. Viking, they draw McLeod, they beat Vollerenga, uh, they won away at Christiansen, which is a game they should win. They drew it, drew it away at Viking, and they beat the Rosenborg at home. So that's their last six fixtures, tough games. 
picked up a lot of good points, um, sitting well in fourth place. And yeah, 4.2 on the decimal uh, front at Sarpsborg just looks huge uh, this weekend. Uh, Johan Holova uh, has been, yeah, has been in really good form recently. I think he's he's putting himself up there amongst the top scorers in the league. He's got, I think he's got six league goals, and I think all six of them have come sort of in the last six games. Um, so yeah, Johan Holova, who is only 21. There was a lot of interest in him a couple of years ago. It was a bit quiet last year, but yeah, started the season really well and definitely won. Who's uh, looks ready to kick on and be a big threat for God's sake this year. Yeah, even um, just like the double chance, I still think Stroh's God's sake looked a decent price, just shy of evens or two to one on the journal bet market, Greg. Yeah, it's very, it's a very fair price, but I think all three of us probably identified um, Stroh's God's sake at sixteen to five as a as a very good price. But the only thing that puts me off of these sort of matches after a two, is, is a two-week break. Mm-hmm. Some clubs can regroup. It's almost like a clean slate for a lot of teams that have been struggling. Um, so I've kind of gone with the approach this weekend of not really backing teams to win, but focusing more on our beloved corner markets. And this one looks kind of nicely set up for corners in this game. Uh, Storm's God say hitting some really good numbers on the road. They've hit nine, five, six, five, and zero. That zero is at Molda um, in a no-no draw. But they are conceding quite a lot of corners too. They've shipped 2, 7, 10, 12 and 6. And 7 was against Hamcam and 12 v Christian soon. So um, when you look at Sarpsborg's corner performances, they stack up really nicely. They've hit 6, 6, 7, 12 and 6 in their five home matches. Uh, 6 v Viking, 6 v Rosenborg and 6 versus Molda. So Every chance we'll see corners in this match as well. And I, th- I think as well, given the fact Storm's Godstick do concede a lot of corners, they've conceded four or more now in nine of their ten matches. And I think Sarpsburg at home as well have also conceded six, ten, six, six and four. So it's a difficult game to call. Storm's Godstick a very good place at 16 to five, but I'm just going to go for a corners angle here. And I think Sarpsburg can hit at least five corners in this match. So over 4.5 Sarpsburg's corners and over 3.5 Strom's Godset corners. And that pays even money. Yeah, Strom's Godset corners. Was that last season we were on Strom's Godset corners? Or was it this season, remind me? They've been pretty good to us. Uh, probably both seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, are you brave enough to have a go at Strom's Godset at those prices? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have them on a single, uh, a big single, but what I do like the look of is just quite a few this weekend. There's quite a, a few sort of big prices, but uh, I quite like the look of Haugesund as well. Haugesund are four to one away at Tromsø. Um, Tromsø, obviously, it's not, not an easy place to go. They've only lost once at home this year. Um, but Haugesund have, after a really tough start, have picked up with late. Um, I saw them at Rosenborg, as I said, they drew 3-3. Um, they drew it home to Ollison last time, but before that, they had they have won 4-0 away at Odd and 2-0 at home to Christian soon. So, um, in the last five, they've only lost one, and that was against Bode Glimt. I think 4-1 to one looks a huge price, uh, and you can actually get some... I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is just Norway, but the sort of enhanced price uh, double... Storm's Godset Haugesson pays better than just better than twenty one to one, um, and yeah, I think for, for a double that I would say is sort of two fifty fifty pickums. So if you're getting better than twenty to one, 
betting the 20 to, to 1 on that double, I'm, I'm quite happy to take that for a couple of quid for my, hopefully, pay for my weekend. Yeah, I was looking at that <clears throat> Tromsø-Haugesson game and thought there might be goals in it, to be honest. Um, Haugesson certainly seemed to know where the back of the net is. 15 goals scored and obviously they've conceded 21, which is a league high, uh, although nine of those were against uh, Viking and Bodo Glimt, right enough. But they've got uh, the highest average uh, goals per game, ratio of 3.6 per game. Um, Greg, you think there's another angle here as well? Yeah, I do like the goals angle here. Uh, Tromso have conceded in seven of their eight matches this season, so and both teams to score has landed in seven of those eight games. But again, looking at Haugesson, they have completely transformed since the start of the season. I think we were talking about we expected them to kind of finish possibly bottom, eh, bottom two. But after no one in five, five consecutive losses, they've only now lost one in five. Um, and they're hitting some pretty decent numbers on the corner front. Um, again, they've hit four more corners now in all ten of their matches. Uh, sorry, in the nine of their ten matches, and they've conceded four or more in all ten games too. So just the way Tromsø play, I think you've got Tromsø's recent form, and they've had some really good results. They've drawn 2-2 Bielostrum, one all v Viking, and one all v Bora Glimt. So undefeated against probably say three of the league's better teams mm-hmm. um, and I guess it's worth calling it as well um, Toronto's only lost one of the last 14 games against Haugesund, um, which is always a bit of a bit of a concern but no I do like the look at corners here um, a couple of angles I looked at looked at Haugesund to hit five five to four but I think given the volume of corners that Haugesund concede and win I think both sides to get four corners here at even money is worth backing yeah, take it that's about 365. Yes, yep. Okay, and David will recap at the end, but your double then is uh, Strum's Godset and Haugesund, uh, just a wee small stakes double, which pays just over 20 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. There's a few other away teams who, well, we've already kind of touched on Rosenborg, <laughs> Lillstrom can't go through the season unbeaten, can they, David? Uh, nah, they won't. No, they won't. They're not. <laughs> They're not that good. Uh, they're doing well. They're scoring goals from set pieces. They look strong defensively, um, and they've got good. They've got good attack players. But uh, I'd be, I'd, yeah. I mean, I, they could they could challenge if 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 Molde and Gleam don't get to the levels. But um, I just don't. I just don't see them winning the league over thirty games. And I suppose this weekend's, you know. Uh big barometer for them. We'll, we'll be able to see if they're capable of that challenge. So obviously you've seen Rosenborg in the flesh reasonably impressed with them. This won't be an easy one for Lillstrom, will it? It won't be. I think Rosenborg uh, they changed slightly to um, a little bit more attacking uh, formation in the second half uh, against Haugesund and followed that up with a good win over Volarenga. And yeah, I think they, they've looked they look better and they should should go to Lillstrom with a bit more confidence. Um, I think it it will be a tight game too, sort of back three slash back fives. Um, they cancel each other out a little bit. So, yeah, should be an interesting game. And I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a set of PCs plays a part in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also away from home are Mulder. We've touched on them. And I'm guessing from what you've said, David, that Mulder are your pick as champions at this stage of the season. Yeah, I think so. I think they're looking really good. Um, five wins in a row. Before the break, um, obviously, 
I touched on their injury issues, which uh, has been pretty pretty bad. Um, I think they've got sort of seven or eight players who you could consider maybe not starters, but first team players. Some of them starters, some of them bench uh, injured, um, some of them long term. There's a couple who are out for the season. Um, but they beat Bode Glimt just before the break. Before that, they beat Sarpsborg, Christian Sund, Aura Sund, and Odd. They beat Odd 3 0 at home back in May, and they're take, making a return trip to Shane to play against uh, Odd this weekend. And 10 11 for Molde, um, I think it looks like a really good price. Odd have lost their last three home games. Uh, Sandefjord beat them, Haugesund beat them, and Orlesund beat them. So not not the three best teams in the league, and they've all come away with three points from Odd um, this season. And yeah, I think I think Molde are going to be too good for them. Um, Odd have two players who start regularly, looking like they're going out the door uh, potentially this week. Um, Joshua Catalano, who's been a bit of a sort of young star for them in the last two or three years. He's played over 100 games for them. He's been linked with Sparta, Rotterdam and the Netherlands. And Tobias Lauritsen, who's their sort of striker who <laughs> frustrates me endlessly with his, um, yeah, he scores he scores goals and you think he might go on a wee run and then he just disappears for weeks at a time. He's apparently had a medical at Aberdeen this week. So Aberdeen are, are interested in a striker that um, doesn't score that often. Sounds very, <laughs> ab- very aberdeen Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, interesting to see if that happens. But he's not he's not been playing too much recently. He's been sort of dropped for a younger younger player. And uh, Kitalano's not been playing either. And I do wonder if that's because the, the, the signs were that they were going to be heading out the door. So... You're still quite keen on that mode of win then at 10 to 11. Yeah, I, I did get sidetracked there. Mode um, yeah. <laughs> to win. Uh, I just think they're playing really well. Um, they're scoring goals. They look like the best team in the league for me. Um, they beat Glimp last time. They beat Sarpsborg uh, before that, away from home. Their away form is solid. The only games they've lost, um, they lost 4-3 to Viking when they were 3-0 up, if you yeah. remember. yeah. And as well, they lost 2-1 to Lee Listerum, and that was a 97th minute winner from Lee Listerum. So that's your that's our two defeats this year. Mm-hmm. Um, a team who, yeah, knows how to win the title under this manager. And yeah, I can see them. I can see them beating odd this weekend. Yeah, and we should also mention that the European draws for the early preliminary rounds took place this week and it set up another Norway v Sweden clash that involves Molde. It did. Uh, Molde will play Elfsborg of uh, Sweden, which I think is quite a tough tie for them. But uh, pro- I don't know, it's probably a 50-50 tie. Um, that's in the Conference League. Norway have three teams in the Conference League. Viking got a, probably the toughest tie of the lot. They got Sparta Prague uh, of the Czech Republic. Meanwhile, Lillestrøm got a nice wee, nice wee draw, and that's Flora Tallinn or Saina Jokki. Uh, Flora Tallinn of Estonia or Saina Jokki from Finland. Um, as well as that, there was also the Champions League uh, qualifier draws and Bode Glimt have been drawn against Klaxvik of the Faroe Islands. So that would probably be a, a comfortable draw for them, you would think. Some tremendous pronunciation from me. I've no idea if you're right. Yeah, I was thinking about it all before you speak, you speak with such conviction <laughs> that I'm, I'm prepared to believe it. Um, speaking of Bode Glimt, they are away to Christiansund. 
claim to have won just one of the last six league games. And since we started the podcast, this is by far the worst run of form that they've, they've been in. Um, a madman to get involved in this at 46. A madman. Um, I think Christensen have only played seven games. David has said they've been absolutely dire. But yeah, they have. I still could not have gotten bored Bode Glimp at that price. Um, I think for me, there's a nice corners angle probably. For some reason, there's no corner markets, team corner markets, sorry, for this match yet on Bet365. Yeah, somebody actually messaged me during the week because uh, this game was taken off the market briefly. I wonder, like, Christian haven't played a game for a while because they had some illness. You mm-hmm. remember the two games yeah. were cancelled, so they've not played a game for what three and a half weeks, maybe four weeks. So yeah, they're they're a bit rusty. Um, played a training game against Shudders Blink last week and lost. Uh, Shudders Blink second bottom of the old boss. Um, and yeah, Moses Mawa, their main striker, he's out for the season. He's done his, I think it was he did his knee or his Achilles maybe, and just this week. And they've had a few injury problems in training. I think one of their centre halves broke his nose, another one broke his finger, and someone else has had some, yeah, a, yeah, a chin injury or something. So yeah, there's been some some problems for Christian on top of being absolutely shocking for the first seven games. As bad as they've been, they they have been hitting some pretty good numbers for corners. Yeah. yeah, and they did last year, I think they were our eight, team last year. They've hit eight, three times, nine, twelve and two fours in their seven yeah. matches. So um, you'll probably get a decent price on them to hit four corners here against Boda on, on Saturday. So probably something I'll keep an eye out for and put on the channel um, come Saturday. And how is uh, Boda Glimp squad looking, David, after the international break? Has allowed them to <clears throat> pressure things up? Um. They've not really managed to get many players back, to be honest. Um, Sobak is still not ready after an ankle injury, and obviously there's been constant links with him leaving for Roma, which apparently hasn't done yet. Um, I don't think they've really got anyone back who's been out. Um, so, yeah, pretty much the same as what they've been going with. Um, I get the feeling that they'll click into gear at some point, but... Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's going to be too late or not, that's another matter. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, they have to wait until the 1st of August, the teams in Norway, for, for the window to open. Right. Uh, which is a bit of an issue because so many teams get players, lose players in sort of June, July time, and then they have to wait until August to replace them. So, be interesting to see. I don't think Gleams will lose many, maybe so whacking. But um, yeah, it's an interesting period with, with teams like Berisha, Vikings main striker, apparently Malmö are interested in him. Uh, and there's other players who are obviously getting some interest around Europe. Um, so it's an interesting time for Norway because they lose players without being able to replace them. So yeah, interesting to keep your eye on transfers and see how that affects uh, teams going forward. And it's Greg right to talk people out of Glimp this weekend at 46? Yeah, I think, I think it is quite short. I do think they'll win. Uh, I think Christian Sund have been so bad. Uh, but at home, Christian Sund, it's quite a tight pitch. They've only conceded six goals in their four defeats, so yeah. they're not getting battered at home. Uh, sorry, that they've conceded eight. So Yeah, sorry, I'm looking at their away form. They don't concede that many goals. They've conceded 14 in their seven, which, considering they've lost six of them, isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they'll try and keep it very tight and just hope to maybe sneak a sneak a goal on the break. So yeah, four or six is very short. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it myself, but I think they'll win. 
I've just looked at your favourite Bodo claim to score uh, a goal in each half, which is five <laughs> to four. But, uh, yeah, maybe a wee bit. Quite yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, there's a couple of other games. Anything we want to cover in those before we move on to Oberstliga? Um, yeah. I think taking it home to Stanleyfjord, um, you've got to expect a pretty comfortable home win with lots of corners, probably. Stanleyfjord do concede, I think, the highest number of corners in the league, uh, but speaking very short at two to seven. So, yeah, other than that. I think, as David said, the Rosenborg trip to Lillestrøm. No interest to see how Rosenborg doing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to bring themselves back into the mix. Yep. Uh, and uh, what else have we not touched on? Yer v Hamcam. We've not touched on that. And Yer for two to one, and they're decent. They've proved to be a decent home side this year um, so far. So that'll be an interesting one. Hamcam, um, one of their midfielders. Uh, who'd been playing regularly is out for a few weeks uh, and the one who replaced him was a young Dane called Sørensen he's just gone back from his loan so uh, it might be a little bit short in midfield ham cam for that game against Yerv uh, the other one I'm interested in is Olus and Wallerenga which is the late game on Sunday night um, I think if if Wallerenga don't win that I think Fagamo could be sacked um, they, I'm surprised he's still there after getting beat 4-0 off Rosenborg to be honest but yeah, if they lose that one against all the students on Sunday night, I can see that being the end for him. He would be the first to go this season, is that right? Sorry? Is it, would he be the first he manager first, to yeah, go yeah, this he, season? Uh, yeah, he would be. Yeah. Win the sack race. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, okay, we'll park the uh, season tips there. We'll have a wee recap of those at the end of the podcast and then we'll have a, a very quick look at Obusligan. Um Again, it's there's been no matches for a couple of weeks. So in terms of how we left things, Brand beat Mjond Allen 7-0. That was the top two teams in the table and quite a statement by Brand, David. Yeah, my uh, both teams to score at even money didn't, uh, didn't <laughs> come in. Should have gone for the over six and a half goals. Market. Yeah, um, yeah it's absolute hammering. Um, and I think that's brand top of the league and I, I think it will take something special to, to get them off it now seven wins two draws in their nine games 30 goals scored um, yeah that was welcome back brand to the Azerian already I think can't we yeah I think so and um, yeah me and Dallin have to regroup after that they would they started the season really well so they need to regroup and um, that starts <coughs> well actually they're not playing, are they? This uh, this game week. Is that uh, no. right? No. Who's that? No, sorry. So, me and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so, uh, there's no game for them. There's no game for them. This this uh, this yeah this game week they've got a, a week off to recover again from their seven 0 and hopefully <laughs> hopefully come back strong. Three yeah. weeks ends well on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Greg, we've, we've spoken about <clears throat> um, goals in the, the lower leagues in Norway, but obviously it's been pretty good as well. Just looking at some stats, uh, 63% of the matches so far have been over two and a half. 36% have been over three and a half. And the same 63% have seen both teams score with games averaging just over three goals at 3.03 goals. So it's no wonder we, we turn to goals uh, once we go down the leagues in Norway. Yeah, it's been really good for a few seasons now, and that's certainly to be the case this season. Um, you've got a few go-to clubs, obviously Brand battling in the goals, they've scored about 30-odd. Uh, even Start here probably should be doing a little bit better than they are at the moment, um, 21 goals. So, yeah, plenty of opportunities on the, on the goal fronts for the Nobles League. 
Yep, and speaking of goals, we've got, no, I'm going to try and attempt this, Jonathan Brunes. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Erling Haaland's cousin, he's a top goal scorer in there, David. Uh, on loan from Lillestrom, is there any yeah. top of Lillestrom bringing him back, or is that <clears throat> him for the season? Um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think so because they've got Adams and Free Johnson. I don't think they need them <laughs> right now. Uh, I think there's more chance that he'll probably not play for Lee Listrom. Uh, I think somebody else will probably come in for him before he gets a chance to to do that. And start they uh, they they don't actually play this weekend either. Oh no, they play Starback this weekend. They play Starback. Yeah, that should, should be a good game. Yeah, I was going to say they've actually. They must have their eyes on Milan Dallin as well now. Yeah, both these teams, I think, um, will will be buying up that sort of second spot. I think Brand are clearing away the best team in the league. But yeah, I think Start uh, and Stabak are two teams that will be hoping they can challenge for that second place. But yeah, Stabak, I think Stabak have got a really good young side, um, some nice attacking talent, and um, yeah, I think them and Milan Dallin are pretty evenly matched. So they should battle each other for that second spot. And if Stark can get a win at home against them this week, then they should, they'll be home to get involved as well. Yeah, but in terms of the fixtures that we do want to discuss in more detail, uh, it's Bran. Obviously, we've touched on them top of the table. They are away to Stjordil's Blink, who are second bottom of the table. Bran just one to three to win. But you found an angle, David, you think? Yeah, I just <clears throat> I just think we need to, we need to get on the Bran goals train. While while it's there, and you're still getting even money on Brand to hit three goals, um, is something they've done in all, all four of their away games so far. They won four 0 at Ranheim, three two at Shade, five one at Koffer, and three one at Kongsvinger. As you say, they've won seven 0 last time out against Mjøndal, and before that at home they won three 0 and three 0 against Sandnes and Frederikstad. So that's three of the better teams in the league. They've had no trouble scoring against. Um, yeah, they scored three goals in all of the last five games, or at least three in the last five games, even money against the Shuras Blink team who's struggling. Um, they won their last game against Grorud, which was absolutely massive for them in terms of uh, getting off the bottom, got, took them off the bottom of the table for starters, got them with mm-hmm. their first win under the new manager. Um, pretty crucial, moved them level in points with Grorud. Um, but still second bottom and yeah I just think Bran are going to be far too strong for them this weekend uh, even money for three goals I think they could they could rack up a few here and um, yeah I'm happy to stay on stay on the Bran goals while they're while they're banging them in Yeah Greg we spoke about Bran from the beginning of the season haven't we and I think <clears throat> this might go the same way that Glimt went a couple of seasons ago as David says it's maybe worth getting on them now because those prices aren't going to last long Yeah the fact they're working three away from home kind of sums it up really um, that will only get shorter as the season goes on so yeah definitely a, a good shout the three goals for Bran yeah good way to get involved so that's even money David yeah and, and it's, it's what 1.4 for over for three match goals three or more match goals so you're getting even money for Bran to do all those yeah. uh, it just yeah. makes makes a lot of sense yeah uh, also in Oberst League and Greg you want to have a look at Osana v Ranheim um, 6 3 11 so I can uh, a table battle, I suppose, but um, you quite fancy every team here. Yeah, ran him in decent form recently. They delivered for us before the international break. They defeated uh, Fredrikstad 3-2. They were 2-0 down after half an hour, uh, but came back to win 3-2 at 75. 
Um, and when you look at the results, they've in pretty decent shape. Won them away at Blink. They drew 2-2 V start. They beat me on Dallin, who at that point were flying. And they've then gone and defeated Fiddlestrad 3-2. So definitely scope here on Ranheim. I think Osana struggling at the bottom end of the table. Um, when you look at this head-to-head, Osana do not enjoy this fixture. They've only got one win in 12. And Ranheim have scored two or more goals now in each of the last seven meetings between the sides. So you could take Ranheim to win the match at 21-20. to 20. Over 1.5 goals is 5-6. to six. But given this league and given the amount of goals that we'll see, I'd always play rather back over 1.5 goals mm-hmm. uh, rather than the team to win. Um, so it's over 1.5 goals at 5-6. to six, But you've got to fancy if Ranheim scored two, they're not going to lose the match. So I'm taking double chance as well on Ranheim. And that piece 21-20 to 20 with better thesis five. Yeah, I see Ranheim themselves have scored two or more in the last seven meetings between the two sides. So certainly has to be a success and of goals uh, for them in this game. Uh, David, anything to throw into the mix here? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a good shout. Ranheim have looked really good away from home as well. They've won three out of the four, drawn one. So playing playing much better than last year. I think um, I think they lost their first game of the season. I think it was 4-0 four, four maybe against Bran or yeah, some a lot against Bran. <laughs> and uh, I kind of got a bit worried for them. But since then, they have looked a lot better, much more solid. Um, and still still a goal threat, as you say. And um, I can see, yeah, I can see them uh, I can see them going to Osana and winning at the weekend for sure. But the, the, yeah, I was just, just, to, just to pick on that Frederikstad game, an absolute punter's dream. You can, whoever you backed for the win, you got the money back with your, with the early payout on the 2-0 <laughs> and then the 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we always like those ones. Um, anything else in the Oberst League that catches your eye this week, David? Um, <clears throat> not not really. I quite, I quite like the price of Frederikstad. Um, I think they're a good home side. Uh, Ralph was a bit inconsistent, but yeah, I wouldn't back them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of money on that, to be honest. I'd probably put it in an ACA. Um, San Ulf at home to Kofa. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of sort of pick'em games in the in Obis this weekend. I think Stark Starback, tough to call, Frederickstad, Kongsfinger, who just lost a cup game against a lower league team uh, on Wednesday night. Um, they're at home and they're better off. They're they're lower than evens, which they shouldn't be. Um, <clears throat> I think. I think Songdal away at Shade, you'd fancy them to win, but again, hard hard to back them away from home when their form's not been not been too great uh, on the road. So yeah, I think there's a lot of, sort of picking games in Obus here this weekend, and uh, hard to hard to look away from the two obvious. Well, the, the most obvious ones are brand, the brand goals, and then as Greg pointed out, the Ranheim in good form against a team they they seem to do well against. And I think the goal before 30 minutes is always a good shout. Yeah. Um, I slandered a couple of times this season, not when I've put it up in the channel, uh, but it's definitely worth backing every week. And there's five games kicking off at 5pm uh, on Monday. Yep, get that one in your diary. Oh, it's always gives you something to look forward to first, first, <laughs> first day back of the week, five o'clock on the, the Monday night. Uh, so yeah, we'll have a wee look at those. Um, so that's us, we covered August League and uh, anything we want to look at in the lower leagues below that, Greg, or are we just going to concentrate on the top two divisions now that they're back this weekend? 
No, I, th- I think it will be, but there's no markets out yet for the games. So you'll have to be on the channel to get access to the Division 2 and Division 3 games. Yeah, okay, dog. Um, okay, can you guys just give us a wee recap then of your bets this weekend, if you can start, Greg? Yeah, so Saturday we've got um, Sapsborg v Strom's Godset, and I'm taking Sapsborg over 4.5 match corners and Strom's Godset over 3.5 match corners, and that pays even money with bet v Uh Moving into Sunday from the Litazerian, taking Tromso versus Haugesund and both sides to get four or more corners at even money. Then dipping into the Yobis League in on Monday, eh, Osana versus Ranheim and I'm taking Ranheim over 1.5 match goals and Ranheim double chance at 21 to 20. Okay. And David? Yeah, um, Saturday for me, uh, just part of a, a sort of outsider doubles terms, God say, away at Sarpsborg and Haugesen, away at Tromsø, that's better than 20 to 1 for the double, so just a wee small odds double. Um, Molde, away at Odd, 10, 10 to 11, that's on Sunday at 5pm UK, and down to the Oberst League in Bran to hit three or more, away at Schurals Blink, that's also on Sunday, and that's at 2pm. Uh, Sunday UK time. That's even money for Brand to hit three or more goals. Yeah, I can see me rolling a few of those up in a nice little acre over the weekend since there's there's not much else on uh, in terms of football. Okay, that's us for this week. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg where you can also find details of how to join his private betting channel and as he says he'll probably be looking at some more action in Norway uh, once prices come out on the bookie sites. You can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 and don't forget to check out his blog where he writes regularly about Norwegian football. That's at davidweatherstonfootball.com. And that's us for this weekend. Thanks very much uh, for listening and best of luck for your bets this weekend. Thank you and good luck. Cheers, guys. Good luck. <laughs>